Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon. I am going to start us off by reading Mark 8, verses 31 through 33. Then he began to teach them that it was necessary for the Son of Man to suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed and rise after three days. He spoke openly about this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. Y'all, we are going to talk about courageous, thriving parenting from the lens of the scripture. But even if you're not a parent, this is so weighty in terms of what we're going to be talking about today. So I can't wait to jump in. Hey there, friends. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. This is actually... So the context of where this hit me, I have to, this is full transparency. So I'm going to get a little, a little vulnerable here is in my parenting, in my, in my marriage, I know that God is not pleased with my, my behaviors, my thought life. And then he dialed it back to my belief. So we can't, when we look at our lives or look at the lives of others, we see these behaviors, which are good, bad, you know, in between. But what's behind, what's the thinking behind that behavior? And then when you look at the thinking, what's the belief behind that thinking? It's all tied together. We can't, we don't want to just modify. I don't want to just say, which is what I was doing, Oh, Brittany, don't stop yelling at my kids. And my yelling, I actually feel like it's been better <laughs> if I'm grading it. It's been less. It's been a little bit quieter on a, on a you know, Richter scale. I would say my, my octave, my voice octave is, you know, maybe a five out of 10 instead of an eight. So I don't, but, but why am I yelling? So not just looking at the logistics, the how, like, okay, so let me stop yelling less or let me yell at a quieter octave. I mean, is that the goal? So, so this is literally my thought life. And then um, it's just been a very tense time in my marriage because, and I've, and I've mentioned this before, where, man, God has healed us from this great massive um, weight of years and years of infidelity. Um, We've had so many financial struggles. We've had, I mean, you name it, we've had it. But where we're being killed now and burnt now is completely different. And and the heart of it is in our busyness because because we're just doing life at the speed of 100 with with margin um, that we're using to busy ourselves more. So yes, great. We're together. Yes, great. We, you know, overcame by the, by the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit empowering us. And we've done that and we love and and pour into so many couples because that's just our heart to do that. But then on the every day, are we glorifying God in our marriage? So I know this week specifically, it's talking about parenting, but that's kind of where my mind has been. Um, And not just because I'm just so great and brilliant, but because that's what 
the Holy Spirit has just like slapped me on the behind to say, hey, not happy here. And it wasn't just change this behavior. It wasn't just don't talk crazy to your husband or fix your face when you're not talking crazy. Um, it was, what's your heart posture? It wasn't just don't yell at your kids and use sarcasm. It was, hey, what's your heart look like? Am I pleased in that? So this idea, as I read at the beginning this intro of Mark 8 and how Jesus is speaking to his disciple. Um, So who he's doing life with, who he's put his arm around and is like, hey, I'm going to shepherd you. I'm going to show you the way. I mean, this is Peter, right? Jacked up, messed up, but who Jesus is like, I'm going to build my church on you. So the thing I love about this is both the correction and the grace that comes with it hand in hand. It's not, oh my goodness, Brittany, you just are the super big failure. Get your whole life. Um, and figure it out on your own. But it's, I'm Brittany, I'm not pleased with this. Let me help you and let me show you the way. And it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what I'm going to reorient within you. So I'm going to reorient your thinking. Don't just fix your behaviors. Anybody can fix your behavior for like six months, a year, two years. I mean, if you're super, super disciplined, but the heart, the heart, the heart, um, it is, I think it's in First Samuel, um, that God talks about, um, he's talking to Samuel as Samuel is going to anoint because Saul has lost his, his anointing. Um, he was being disobedient. It's just, you know, whole long story. But God is going to anoint a new king and it's going to be King David. It's going to be David at that time, not King David, but he, David. And <clears throat> um, David's father you know, is going through this whole list of all of his sons. And, you know, David's like the least of them, which is exactly a God thing, right? To use the least, the 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 less likely, the least likely, um, the less gifted, the um, within human, within human thinking. And God is like, I don't really care what you're thinking. I can, I'm looking at the heart. The heart is, the heart is why he chose David, because technically by birth rank or by strength and stature and gifting, he would have chose one of um, one of his brothers. But anyways, I digress. Parenting to be thriving. This idea of week four is to have is for our our parenting, our courageous parenting to thrive. How do we thrive courageously as parents? And week two is cultivating courageous marriages. So in both, God is like bottom slap to me. And not, again, just for me to just shift my thinking in terms of my marriage or in, in terms of my parenting, but to say, I'm not happy with your heart. And <clears throat> when I'm thinking of, of my heart and these human concerns that I have in terms of my parenting, you know, I, I want to be relevant you know, I'm raising a teenager and oh my goodness, like everybody and their mom. And this is nothing, this is really no judgment, but this is difficult in terms of parenting where, you know, 99% of people allow their, and, and friends of mine, I mean, again, people I love, but we just have different parenting models and, and you're faced with this, this giant, this Goliath of, do you allow your child to do social media? Okay, and then if you say yes, then which one? Snapchat, TikTok, you know, I mean, 
Instagram and from my daughter, nobody except for old people. So I guess that's me. Raise my hand. Do Facebook. So do you allow them to do that? How do I parent re- relevantly? Okay, do you allow your, your child to date? Date When? Um, who? How? Where do they go? How do I do that relevantly? And it's, and it's, like, a, it's like an unspoken um, sense of peer pressure. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in middle school. I literally do. I feel like I'm in middle school with this pressure to, ugh. I mean, but she's doing this and my other friend is allowing her friend, her daughter to do this. And, and this is what my daughter's saying. I mean, again, no one is even saying anything. This is just my perception. And then, you know, as I'm, as I turn and read this verse, I'm thinking, but Brittany, are you thinking about God's concerns or human concerns? My human concern is I want to be relevant to my daughter. I want my daughter to say, oh, mom, your parenting is amazing. And I get to be just like everybody else. And I get to and I get to. That's what I want. That's like if I'm being 100 percent honest, I want my daughter to think of me as like this great, amazing mom who lets her do everything that she wants to do. And y'all like <clears throat> If you keep reading, (laughs) is my life first in Mark 8, verses 34 through 35. Jesus is like, you got to die daily. Like, pick up your cross, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. So here on the front end, he says, you're thinking about your concerns, not mine. And then he goes in to kind of show the remedy for that. The remedy is you got to die to yourself. You've got to pick up your cross and you've got to follow me. So in terms of my parenting thriving, I'm not, you know, I, I mean, when like legitimately, you might look at my kids in an Instagrammable picture, but we're not thriving. <laughs> we're, we're like getting by. And I love parent, like being a mom, this assignment, this season of being a mom, oh my goodness, I love it. And I really actually struggle. Um, it, it is a constant bent of mine to make sure that I do not allow that to become an idol because there was a, a long time there that God showed me that my children were idols. And then season before that, he showed me my marriage was an idol. But um, so I wrestle with that tension, but I love being a mom, but we're not thriving. My husband and I are struggling. And then that causes us to further drift because it's almost like we're just trying to keep our head above the water with parenting. And so, and, and so how is God, what, like what is happening here? How, how is this the, the resume of the believer? Like this can't be accurate. I cannot continue to do this in the world's way. So in John 14, um, I just wanted to point out in verses, between verses 1 and 13, there's five times that Jesus says, believe. Starting with verse 1, don't let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> Thank you. That's an answer to a prayer. Jesus telling me, don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Well, actually, it's six because here's another. Believe also in me. So there's six times that Jesus says between verses one through 13, because if you read the Bible, it's one story. So you can't just like cherry pick scriptures, just read this and not read in the context of the passage, et cetera. Inductively um, studying the Bible, interpreting, observing, observing, interpreting and applying. Um, But he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. So, okay, this is the circumstance that you're in. You're not thriving. Okay, but we're not going to be troubled in this. What's how can you not be troubled? Okay, believe in God. Believe also in me. So boom, answer number one. The answer to thriving 
in and and courageously parenting is I is I need to re-anchor myself. I need to anchor myself in believing in God first and then in Jesus. So the issue is my belief system, which kind of goes back to what I first said, that it's like I, I can't just look at my behaviors, right? The fruit. What's the root? What's below ground? My beliefs. So somewhere in here, my behaviors have shifted because of misaligned beliefs. And, and I love this. I actually started this. I'm going to read this verse. This is um, John 14, verse 9. Jesus said to him, and this is him talking. He's rebuking Philip, one of the disciples. Jesus said to him, have I been among you all this time and you do not know me? And you do not know me, Philip. The one who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. And and this is Jesus's response to Philip, who says in verse eight, Lord, says Philip, show us the father. And that's enough for us. How often do you do that? I do that quite regularly. God will just answer this one prayer. Just give me a sign. Like, let it you know, almost like Gideon, like, let it soak up this, this cloth and, and the ground is dry. Okay. And then let the ground be dry. And the cloth is wet. Like asking Jesus for these signs. Right. And Jesus is like, really, really, you've been with me this whole time. So in context of me, Jesus is like, you've Brittany. Okay. So first off, you grew up in church and granted you weren't saved until you were like 24 when you really accepted me and repented and, and, you know, before I think I just prayed like a sinner's prayer and, and, and nothing wrong with a sinner's prayer, but everything wrong. If your reliance is in a sinner's prayer alone, like it's not just being, um, I actually made a post about this. It's not just being hearers of this word it's doing it. So we don't want to just do a sinner's prayer and then go back to a life of foolishness. The idea is this repentance and turning away and, and <clears throat> this correctiveness of our life lives, reorienting our lives. So I think before it was just doing these sinners prayer and then just going back into the world and, and living foolishly. But now in context of this, okay, so now you're in your forties. So you've got, you know, pushing 20 years, 15 years that you've been walking with me. So Brittany, really, this is me pretending I'm like this, him talking to me instead of to Philip, have I been with you this whole time? So to your parenting, have I, have I not shown you Have I not scripted for you? Have I not really comforted you in who I am? Why do you care about parent relevance? Why do you care about, you know, I mean, just he was just hitting me and these different things that I'm struggling with. You know, I struggle with each of my kids in a different way. Um, and, And specifically, even when I'm thinking about you know, now Caleb's a preteen and then Gabriel with, with special needs. And, and Jesus is like, but haven't I been with you? Why do you still not believe? So that even if, let's say you do, I do let her get on social media. I do let her have her phone. I do let her date. I do, I do all these things, which they all have a time and a place for sure. But not letting the reason, the, the initiator, 
the the motivator of why I'm going to do these things to be for any other reason, but an anchored belief that I am walking in alignment with God's plans for my parenting and for her life and, and my son's lives um, and weighing his concerns over my humanly concerns, as, as Jesus said to Peter. Y'all, this is this is like everything. And this is literally all I wanted to talk about today, because, again, I don't know if you're on here and you're listening and you're a parent um, and maybe your parenting is just like amazing. I mean, great. And I say that with no sarcasm, but I'm it's it's struggle. It's a struggle to say I'm thriving and I really don't feel like I'm thriving because then it's like, well, you didn't cook enough meals. Okay, um, you did cook, but did you have enough Brussels sprouts and green beans? And um, did you? Spend enough time. Okay, it was just 15 minutes with this kid instead of 10. I mean, it's like this constant thought life, especially when I'm at work, of how it's like I'm at work and I'm berating myself about what I'm not doing at par- with parenting. Then I'm with my kids and then and then I'm berating myself because I'm yelling at them or I'm, my patience is thin. And maybe the issue is because I'm trying to do it in my strength. We have the gift, if you are a believer listening to this, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Your empowerment is never in you. So again, even when you think about that sinner's prayer, it's not anything magical that's going to be because of you. It's because of who's living inside of you. So it's dying daily. So it's it's holding these thoughts captive. It's all of that. And and even where I'm thriving, I think I'm thriving or I'm not think I'm thriving. Maybe the litmus is not my thought life or me comparing myself to my other friends and how they're parenting. Maybe the litmus is completely, am I holding God's concerns higher than my human concerns? Because let's be honest, in a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, we all gone, my kid, my kids are gone. I mean, is social media really going to be the thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this was kind of what I was thinking. Like, why am I weighing this? Why is this the greater thing? Why am I weighing something that's not going to matter in eternity? Y'all, I mean, you'll lose your whole sleep, you know? I mean, whole sleep, anxious, worry. I mean, judging yourself, not doing, I mean, it almost paralyzes you on something that ain't going to matter. Legitimately, it's not. So I, I don't know. I don't know if this encourages you or if this depresses you, but I, my prayer is that this is, that this encourages you because listen, we all go through and why sit here and pretend that you don't go through for an Instagram picture, for a following. I mean, this is another thinking that I think of is like, Jesus already told me this way is going to be hard. Jesus already said that by living for him, I'm not going to fit in with the crowd. My parenting is going to look different. And that's okay. It's supposed to. My life is going to look different. It's supposed to. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying how often, and this is just a poll for your own self and your quiet time with God. How often do you go to church read the Bible, do a Bible in a year, you know, as I'm reading the book of John, doing this whole study. And it was just, it just hit me. I'm sitting here breaking down this amazing book of John, but how often am I actually using it? I mean, seriously, like, do you ever think about that? Like, is this just about my check mark that I did? You know, I read John's 14 today, (laughs) or is this about actually living this? Actually believing and living it, not just brushing by, 
kind of, yeah, I'll do this and maybe not do this, but actually doing it, y'all, ugh, this is my heart. And I just want to, I just want to close this in prayer for anybody who is struggling um, and who is holding yourself to your human standards, your human um, thinking and concerns above God's and who maybe isn't thriving in parenting, maybe isn't thriving in your marriage, but man, God, it just still has such an amazing plan for your life. (sighs) Dear Jesus, thank you so much, God. Thank you. Thank you so much for loving us so much. Thank you for the hundredth billionth chance that we always get. Every time that you open our eyes, breathe breath into our lungs, allow our heart to beat, Jesus, our feet to walk. God, help us to not brush by that. Help us to not just read this word, look at the Bible and do these check marks, but help us to actually live it, live it in our parenting, live it in our marriages, live it while we're on the job, live it while we're driving. God, help us to actually live this cost of disciple life. Discipleship is hard, Jesus, but you already told us that. You already forewarned us. So I'm so grateful that you left us with an advocate, a helper, an interceder, one who loves us, empowers us. Thank you so much, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, God. God, for anyone who is listening to this and they're not sure if they're a believer, Jesus, I just pray um, that you bring um, clarity into their lives, God. I pray that they are able to surrender their lives to give their their hearts and their lives to you, God, and that um, the seal that the Holy Spirit gives by living inside, God, that that process happen. I, I pray, God, that we be believers, that we believe what you say. We believe and we turn away from our old ways. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to hear more, I would really encourage you to head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. Got some free things there. I would love to connect with you there. That can be done through the email list. And this is not just to spam your inbox. This is truly to help equip you, your anchor, encourage your pursuit of Jesus. And just some action steps as we're thinking about Again, um, this is about courageous, thriving parenting, but even if you're not, um, some action steps really in your parenting is really straight from the Bible. In Colossians 3, 1 through through 3, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. There we go again, is the rebuke from Jesus to Peter not being consumed and overwhelmed and overburdened and making these circumstances, which are real circumstances, but not making these issues in our parenting greater than God. And it goes on to say, for you died 
and your life is hidden with Christ in Jesus. So great action step is it, it starts off by if you are raised with Christ. So if you're a believer, if the Holy Spirit is indwelling inside of you, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Friend, you have help. You have, an, you have a great power within you. And Jesus Christ himself sits at the right hand of God interceding for you. So my encouragement would really be um, just, again, straight from scripture is shifting the focus and making God bigger than that that thing in your parenting, making God bigger than that thing in, in your marriage or, or whatever it is that is plaguing you. And we have hope because of that. Our hope is in nothing else. Our hope is not in comparing ourselves to, I want to be what this person is being. I want to do what this person is doing. I want to do what I thought was going to happen. It's putting off this, this idea of putting off these old things, this old way of thinking and being renewed from within an inside out shift. That's how we thrive, friends. It's literally getting rid of these dead things. How can we thrive? Even if you just think about plants and flowers, it has to shed dead old things, whether that's your thinking, that's behaviors, that's relationships, um, not your spouse, sorry, but I'm just saying like it is shedding away of these things that are really killing the ability for you to thrive and be the better version, the version that God sees and God loves you in spite. Have a great week.